At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And we know that it can get a little weird when things just don't work together. That's why Farmers lets you bundle your home and auto insurance together. And doesn't that sound nice? Bundle with Farmers today and you could save an average of 20% too. Talk about music to your ears. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. back to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Math. I'm Furt. And I'm Mandy and questioning why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, this is uh, the eighth episode in season two, as uh, as mentioned. It is Furt. Premiered, yay, premiered on November 23rd, 2010, to about 10.4 million Americans. Side note, which was a low point for the second season and up, down considerably from the last episode, uh, Substitute, just FYI. So Bert and Carol announced their engagement to much of Kurt's excitement. Kurt decides to plan the wedding and hire new directions, while Finn seems a little taken aback. Sue also decides to marry, but the thing is, she's marrying herself. With the news, Sue's, with the news, Sue's mom arrives. And as the episode progresses, Sue, as principal, begins to notice Kurt's bullying struggles. The new directions and Will prep up for the wedding. This episode was directed by Carol Banker and written by Ryan Murphy and stars Carol Burnett. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot happening here. So I, I've kind of broken my notes down into a couple of, of sections. First one I have here is kind of like the obvious big storyline here which is it says Kurt slash Bert slash Finn which is the <laughs> easy way for me to write it while watching but we're like looking back on it I was like that was not the way to write this Bert but anyway plus Bert plus Finn. yeah I'd say I, I apparently my brain is stuck in stuck in fix when you when you have slashes look like Perry anyway mm-hmm. moving on from this let's talk let's talk weddings talk weddings don't we all love weddings uh, so I thankfully have six... been to very few weddings in my life, so. I went to a wedding last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was hey, okay. You... It... you had donuts at that wedding. I feel like that immediately elevates the quality oh, of a wedding yeah. experience. That's they had was... donuts on the wall. They had like oh. a well, like a pegboard of donuts. Huh. And they had a bar- and they had a barista. Oh, okay. So this is that's better. That's a millennial they wedding. Also... <laughs> it was a hundred percent millennial wedding. There was a bar. Then there was a barista. Then they had like a bunch of those old school arcade games in the back. Wow! Um, All right. And it was and it was a brunch wedding. It, nerdy millennials got married, and it was okay. Yeah, a brunch wedding is nice because then you go home at a reasonable hour. Yeah, I, went, I think I went home at like four. Amazing. And I was like, I got, I still got time today. Like, I got <laughs> shit I can still do. I think, I think we just watched The Magician, but like, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that was stuff to do. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I did go to a wedding recently. I have another wedding I have to go to in April. So um, I'm, I've not been to many prior to this year. You know, it's April this month. This is April. <laughs> it's already. I have, it's a formal wedding. 
which is much different than the last one. So I, I have no idea what I'm wearing. It's a formal wedding on 420. Who does a formal wedding on 420? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, apparently the formal is, 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 is required by her mother. So in any case, we're getting off the plot here. Basically, weddings. <laughs> yep. So uh, Bert and Carol getting married, uh, best idea ever or best idea ever? Oh, best idea ever. Yeah, Bert and Carol. Ugly Yeah, Bert and Carol, like the one true relationship, ugly. They are, interestingly, they're the uh, first, uh, they're the only couple that successfully got married on the first try. <laughs> wow. That's true. That's that, was a, that was a fun fact I, I got while, while going through Glee Wikia. Glee Wikia. Useful that's, for everything in our podcast. That's a that's a sad statistic. It is, but it's also it was one of my favorites. It's one I mean, of the best are, that I've run across. They're also like adults, which helps. I mean, they're, there's that. They're grown ass people who've lived lives before and uh, and they know what they're it's doing. Their second, it's their second marriage because yeah. things happened in their first one. So yeah, I think like this all makes it better. Um, or, or more likely to succeed. That being said, um, they're one of the one of the few pairings I, I consistently and always will root for, no matter what. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they can do any wrong. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. I but, uh, thought of you when I was watching this because Bert has a line where he says, "You know how I drive Carol to work every Tuesday." Like, where where do you drive her? Where are you going, Bert? Where do you drop her off? What <laughs> If you could just finish the sentence of, I drive her to the, the... hospital. <laughs> or we you could drive her to the hospital. We could surmise from that, that wherever she works, she's definitely there every Tuesday, which means she has like a stable schedule. Yeah, that's true. They Maybe she's like. Schedule at the hospital. Uh, they have ER like rotating. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she's not an ER nurse. <laughs> As we slowly weed out all of the possible. Uh, you know, occupations Carol Hudson could have based on, you know, external clues. Um, This is now what this podcast is going to be about. I mean, I was going to say, this is what we need to make our goal. We need to find a guest who is like in the writer's room on, Mm. get them on the podcast just to talk about Carol. Yep. Just to clear up. (laughs) We have very important, we have very important questions about various things in Glee. Most importantly, what the fuck did Carol, she worked. We know she worked. She had to work because she was a single mom for a while. Yeah. Finn. And we know she works on Tuesdays. Also, she doesn't have to be a nurse at, at a hospital. She could be a nurse at like a a uh, a general practitioner's office, That's which true. is, as we all know, open for two hours a day. <laughs> well, and she starts her shifts in the morning-ish, right? Because Bert and has to go to work. In the morning-ish, because then, you know, because you start... And then, like, there's lunch, and you can, like, nobody's there. And then there's, like, a, an hour in the afternoon, and then everybody leaves. At least this is my, my experience with general practitioners. <laughs> we'll figure it out one day. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we we'll, we'll CSI this shit. We got this. Yep. Uh, I do, I do want to know your thoughts on, on Bert proposing at the high school. Like, I know he said it's, like, where they met and all this stuff. It, 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 there's some cuteness behind it, but still, Bert. But still. Uh, I I just thought it was funny 
when he mentions that the homeroom was still in the class when he I guess, that was, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like that was kind of funny that was a glee joke that I was like it, it's such an offhanded comment to say like oh, except for the homeroom that was there like oh the classroom wasn't empty there was 36 students in there like who the fuck are these people why are they here as if these days like two grown adults could just walk into a high school yeah really that's not the most realistic but mm-hmm. Part, so but that's really depressing to think about why so yeah. <laughs> yes it is but it's also one of those like ah oh, the golden days when your parents could just walk into a high school without uh, an armed security guard without having to like sign away a child mm-hmm. and a security guard yeah little name tags yeah. here, I don't know, here I thought, four forms of id it was either that he was going to propose at the high school or like at underneath a car in the garage that would be you know got like a tire iron and a ring i mean that's kind of hot never mind i'm kind of into that i will say um i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge uh bert too much because you know obviously what we know of him is a he's a fairly simple man and carol does not seem to be somebody that stands on like ceremony yeah yeah she seems she seems simple but also like I feel like this this totally works for them because this is sweet and about them. I just like, but a high school, okay? Yeah, like a okay. dirty, smelly high school. Like, I mean, okay, all right, Bert. <laughs> they got a good wedding uh, spot. They'll get over it. It's true. Um, I I do also. I did also find it interesting. Um, later when, I mean, first of all, even though this episode is about sort of like, you know, it's about a lot of things, but Bert's wedding, Sue's wedding, and it was sort of like an offhanded line at the end of um, the summary. It's really all about Kurt. Yeah. Because, oh my, they, make, they make Kurt the, um, make Kurt the wedding planner. And I think that's, I think it's just a really sweet way to, to have, you know, your, your kids being, being involved. I don't know what Sin would do, considering I don't think he's got anything remotely related to wedding planning skills, which is clear. Well, Finn was just kind but, of grumpy uh, about it at first. Yeah. I mean, I understand why he was a little grumpy about the wedding. And maybe it's because I've, which is, again, had way too much sick on this. And it, I don't think it's, like, actually been, ex- you know, expounded on. But just the, um, they did move kind of quickly. But I can see how, like, if you're just trying to to deal with, like, your, Kurt put, you know, Kurt put them together, so he was clearly, obviously, well, even though he had other intentions with doing that, he was clearly okay with his dad dating. I don't necessarily know if it was, so I can see why he'd be a little bit more reluctant, reticent. Reluctant is a better word than reticent, yes. <laughs> that being said, well, I do think it's interesting that he went to Kurt and was like, I want to do something at the wedding because I want to be seen as a leader. Not because you're, in, not because you're, you're really into, like, this whole thing happening or like your mom being happy, but because you want to be a leader. That that actually ties into the biggest thing that annoyed me about this episode, which is that everything Finn does is like centered around being masculine in a man. Like even when he dances with Kurt at the end, he's like, it's time for me to man up. Like so yeah. this, is, this is really about your masculinity and you grudgingly deciding that it's okay. Then it is like, other people and maybe their things. 
his masculinity expands to include being able to dance with Kurt as opposed to him saying, I don't need to def- feel like I don't need to be masculine. Yes. Was that, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to work that, that out yeah. in my head for a second. <laughs> like, wait, yes? Basically, basically uh, he, he, as opposed to like throwing off, okay, I'm going to be like toxic masculinity. He just goes, cool, I'm going to man up because being a man means doing things that are hard. Right. Yeah. He's not saying, you know what, this is like, I need to look at at my desire to be masculine and figure out where that's coming from and maybe understand that that's not the most important thing. He, I think what you were saying is just went, okay, well, I'll make this manly too. I am so much Uh of a man that I'm willing to dance with a guy. No homo though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's all about that to him. It's all about like whether he can cope with this being like something he does and not, hey, Kurt is a human being that I've been really crappy to. Mm-hmm. I should make a gesture. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, leads really well into one of my, the points that I had for one of, the, one of my notes, which is, I mean, the first song, basically with them dancing, is really sweet. It's a sweet gesture. It's nice. It's nice to be to see Finn and Kurt being, you know, brothers and, and, and him going, I got your back. That being said, how is this any different than what he said at the end of what was it, Showman? No, he's done this before. He's yeah. This is like regression number three where we're back to the plot line of I want to be popular in the school and to be popular I have to have a hot girlfriend and be captain of the football team. And if I'm not those things, I suck. So now he's back to fighting Sam and not standing up for his friend, which she's already done a couple times. Like, at least (laughs) this one sort of sticks, but it is so repetitive that I was like, I mean, I knew what was coming in in this episode, but you're still watching it like, get your shit together, Finn, we don't have time for this. Well, I, I won't even give enough credit as to say it sticks because maybe specifically with Kurt it sticks, but he's real crappy to Santana. Yeah, that's future. true. He is. Yep. Like it doesn't work like that. It's not an individual per person basis. Mm-hmm. And see, I think there's, I think there's something to be said for Finn being the quarterback jock that that you know learns. Okay, this is I need to not care about stupid things like. Being a, you know, being being the quarterback and having the hot girlfriend and being popular, and slowly becomes an adult that because that that is, you know, um, able to to understand that and becomes a teacher. I can see this this whole arc for Finn that makes sense. The problem is they kept doing, like you said, to reset, where they had yeah. him learn and then say, "I'm going to change," and then he didn't. So it just makes him feel very fake. Mm-hmm. And I think if they had, rather than trying to always like make him the good guy he like maybe he failed once before like maybe he didn't pick up the lesson mm-hmm. and then we slowly get to to learn it it would have felt the character it would have felt more realistic and also I think I would have you know liked him a little bit more because it would have felt at the end when he learned the lesson or when he finally changed he actually changed yeah yeah, because like you could watch this and go, okay, but in four episodes he's gonna be a uh, no homoing again and worried about Sam, and we're just gonna do it all over yeah. again. Yeah, it's like it's like they reset his character frequently. Let's have higher bars. But the wedding was still pretty cute. <laughs> it really was. 
I did like this is one of those episodes where you could tell they just picked a popular song that sort of fit mm-hmm. just the way you are. Like, everyone loves the song and we can probably make some good money on spins for it. And also yeah. it sort of fits the theme. Because, like, Sue and her mom singing Ohio 100% fits the the relationship note that they're trying to portray, right? Like, this complicated, weird thing that they've got going. And then Marry You works. Sway is like, whatever, it's a, you know, it's a wedding song. kind of works. I mean, you, like, when, you, when you listen to the lyrics, a lot, it, when you listen to the lyrics closer, it's like, it doesn't really work. We're just going to focus on the I want to marry you part. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to sing the song for you, Kurt. And it's a whole song about, like, romantic love. Like, wait, wait. You're like, wait a minute. Does Kurt really want to be called girl this entire song? I mean, I would think not, considering, hey, he did, segue. He yeah, he did tell Sue to stop calling him lady. I actually yes. like that scene. I like I Kurt standing up for himself, and then I like Sue's response a lot. Yeah, I love that scene okay. of you get there, like, that that simpatico thing they have going on where they they really kind of understand each other in a lot of ways and he i think he kind of gets in that moment that her nicknames are sort of um not compliments but they're sort of like that familiar touch of you know what i'm trying to say like i it's think not, when, it's not malicious it's yeah just, especially yeah yeah when he tells her like when you call me lady it's bullying and she takes that in she has a sister who undergoes a lot of bullying and her type of familiarity is to say like all right i'm gonna call you something but you get to pick what it is and it's not it doesn't work for everybody like if if mr schuster was like i'm gonna call each of you a nickname you'd be like please don't but i think for the two of them for kurt and sue like that's a moment of recognition of self right and now we get to have him called porcelain for the rest of eternity. I was gonna say this was the birth of porcelain. The we now of... we now have that. Tickle forever. me dough face. That being said, I do I do think it was important to also showcase uh he's telling an adult, you're bullying me. Yeah. Yep. Which, Which I mean adults do, right? Like Yeah. Adults bully kids all the fucking time and they think they can get away with it because they're the adult in the room. Like, well no, that just that's almost worse. Or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bullying you. I'm just, you know, we're just teasing. It's like, no, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is bullying. And she recognized it. So yeah. being called out on it and didn't, I'm sorry. I know we don't have a scene of this, of Will calling people, you know, affectionate nicknames and then being called out on it. But I sort of feel like if we did, he would not respond in the same adult manner. He would be like, but they're just affectionate nicknames. Yeah. He would call bullshit. Yeah. I think she, I mean, we're kind of pro-Sue, at least I'm pro-Sue, and I can see other people being like, no, she should never call them anything she wants. Like, yeah, but then she wouldn't be Sue. So, like, I can't help you there, but. She's a bitch, but, like, a boss bitch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so so are we. (laughs) Which occasionally means you do things because you want to, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be, you know. I'm gonna try to bully a person you're just, you're just kind of a bitch mm. and yeah. i think i think she also showed her not the softer side but you know her moral compass see the softer <laughs> side of that's right you. i think she showed a lot of her moral compass wherever deep down in her tracksuits it resides when 
with, with the two conversations with Kurt and Shu and Bert about what she can and cannot do in mm-hmm. in bullying cases as the principal. Like that's something that sucks about public high school is that there's often not a lot the faculty and the administration can do unless it's like fucking caught on camera. And even then parents jump in and say like, they're just kids. But I liked her, her appreciation for the difficulty of the situation and her saying, if he touches you, come to me first. And just being like, I know this. Well, I guess secondhand with her sister, not firsthand. Well, a little firsthand with her mom being a bit of a bully. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like her sister has, her own set of troubles in life with how people react with her and to her. Her mom is the kind of like, I don't even know what kind of mom she is. She's not a helicopter mom. She's that kind of like overbearing, nothing you can say, do or think is right. But she thinks that everything she's doing is for the best. So Sue has had all of that growing up. She gets it with Kurt. I think even if she is a bit of a bitch to a lot of people, Um, Mm -hmm. but in her position as principal, even though she does routinely just, you know, try to destroy the glee club for whatever reason of the week, she doesn't want... I think that's more of a, more of a vendetta against Will than the kid. Right. Like, she doesn't want Kurt to be hurt. And I can, I can respect that. Yeah. I can too. Characters are complicated and uh, I won't have anybody trash talking Sue. Not in my house. No, no. And I, I had a, I had a point when you were talking about the, her talking with Bert and Kurt and Carol about about what she can and can't do, but I don't remember what it is now except that like oh yes I do. <laughs> in a previous in a in a previous episode, she makes some comment about how she sees um, a lot of herself in in Quinn, mm-hmm. and I think it's supposed to be that like she and Quinn are like similar. I really don't. I think she sees more of herself in Kurt, or I feel like the Kurt and Sue relationship feels closer just based on this episode in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like there's, you can, you can see more. She, I feel like you can see more respect. She has more respect for Kurt than she does for a lot of other. I think students. so. And, yeah. and uh, it's evident in that scene. I agree. It's also making me realize how much, I'm going to say this selfishly, how much more interesting the discussion is when there's an episode where the key adult figure is Sue and not Shu. Right? Because yes. there's mm-hmm. so much more to talk about than if, you know, if they'd done yeah. this episode and the person that, you know, was handling it was Shu instead. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's talk about how he does handle it. Because when this comes up, Will basically is like, I'm going to give you a solo. And like, granted, and it's like... Granted, Kurt would probably like that, but it's like, that's not... It's not the right... Literally... Yeah. That's not no. what you as an authority figure adult says to your student who's getting bullied. Those yeah. No. It's like the band-aid. Like, oh, you feel bad? Here's a solo because I've been neglecting you for Rachel anyway. Not, yeah. let's try to figure out how to solve this potentially deadly problem because bullying can turn into worse things. Like... Yeah, but, but no. also it, it's also just sort of like compared to an actual like Sue as acting principal actually responding to what happened, you know, uh, yeah. as opposed to anything Will has done. And granted, she was chief principal, so she mm-hmm. can suspend him, but she's clearly showed more 
just clearly shown more as far as uh, wanting to help him than anything will have done. And we'll, we'll see things. And it just does not, does not seem to care. Yeah. Will, no, you go. Sue also, like, specifically makes the point to Kurt, like, legally, this is all the school mm-hmm. and I can do. Instead of, like, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate that honesty with, with like, from an adult to a student. Like, yeah. I'm on your side, but legally my hands are tied is a lot different than, oh, no, you feel bad. Here's a solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, Shu treats the symptom and Sue was looking at the cause. Yeah, that's exactly it. Shu never quite gets to the root of the problems that happen in the Glee Club. Like, he he sees, he goes with the surface, right? He just skims the top of how to fix something instead of getting at the actual causation. Oh, you're sad? Here, have a song to sing. Like, yeah. well, maybe I'm sad because I'm like, yeah, alive. I'm sad because I'm afraid. So I that. do kind of wish Kurt had been like, he kissed me and that was sexual harassment, but I get why he didn't, but I don't, I don't like him covering for Dave, even if, even if I get it, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't know. The older I get, the less sympathetic I am towards That's my bully has problems too. I'm like, yeah, right. he really does have problems too, but he's still threatening <laughs> to kill you. And being closeted is not a pass for death threats. Yes. Yeah. Like, also, You're... he's 16, I'm 16, 17, something like that. Like, yeah, no, now is when he needs that behavior corrected. Yeah, now's the time. That would have been an interesting outcome if the, uh, you know, if like, I could have changed a lot of things in the show. Not a lot of things. It's not like Karofsky is that important because I reject his future storylines completely. But it could have been... I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's fine. Everything's fine. It could have been interesting if like this was the moment Kurt was like, no, he kissed me. He sexually harassed me and this is why. And I think it's a problem and we can sit here and talk about it. But I... You know, that would have been, that would have needed more than the time allotted in this one episode, I think. And, and I agree. I, I I agree with you, Mandy. I, and, and Emily, I understand why he was like, I don't want to out him. But at the same time, it's like, there's, <laughs> there's a line that yeah. bullying crosses that I feel yeah. like you, if you don't address how severe this is, mm-hmm. you, yeah. so it's almost like he was like, I'm trying to save him. I'm like, I feel like getting, having him get in trouble right now would be saving mm-hmm. him, especially as it seems like his parents are fairly decent parents. Yeah, his not, dad's not reaction like, I thought was good. Yeah, and as we see later with with uh, Karofsky, I don't want to jump forward too, too much. It's one thing, it's like, look, I don't want to out him because his parents are going to like send him to conversion camp. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something there that you might want to be concerned about but like parents did seem like they'd be fairly decent people so maybe maybe he needs to be you know get in trouble for something like this maybe that needs mm-hmm. to happen so that it doesn't get worse yeah probably I feel like that that part that part's a little bit more important to me yeah than just yeah it would have been a that. different way to go definitely um I'm, but hey if any of that had happened kurt might not have left the school and then where would we be he wouldn't have have gone to dalton and then what kind of show would we have been stuck with not a good one (laughs) but i mean 
which also reminds me the reminds me how shitty Kurt's friends are because Kurt had death threats yeah and and is like I have to leave and everybody is like no don't it's like Mm. he's literally being threatened with like being killed and at this time at this point in in you know our history uh, as a country it was like what 10 10 13 years uh, prior before uh matthew shepherd happened so i'm like it's it's probably moved out of the conscious of some some people right. but it still wasn't that yeah. long ago it was 1998 Ooh, closer than i thought yeah. so yeah 12 years i mean it's still very recent that that you know it wasn't unheard of for you know gay kids to get be be beat terribly mm-hmm. growing up still are so i do not understand the idea especially with like finn and mercedes finn because he just said he's like i got your back i'm like cool this is literally how to save his back but like you don't want to do that yeah you don't want him to be and part of me just wonders if it is it because you want to have the chance to protect him while he's there to show that you're being like a super strong masculine dude or do you like and then also mercedes because i'm like you're supposed to be the best friend at this point and neither one of you i don't know and of yeah. course, Rachel's like, but we're going to compete against each other. I'm like, because that's the important part. Right. <laughs> but what about me? So, yeah, though that entire scene just frustrated me. And is a, and spoiler, when he inevitably goes back to me, I never understand. Does what? Because I'm like, literally, they didn't want you to leave, even though it was, it was like the thing to, that would be safer for you. I didn't realize he goes back to McKinley. I thought he stays at Dalton forever. He does. Hmm, interesting. Hypothetically, if you left to go mm, back. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely that kind of like, we weren't there for you until the very, the moment you're walking out of the door. Like, But, you know, at the same time, not to excuse them, but kids don't often look outside themselves, right? And I think that's at least something that's pretty common with the Glee Club. And a lot of teenagers and most of us in general is like, you don't, you don't see other people's problems until they affect you directly. Who was never going to care about Kurt until it affected her chances of winning something. And that's not good. Right. But it also, it also still feeds into this, like, these people are not the greatest group of friends, even though they know a lot of, a lot of episodes like, but we're family. Like, yeah, but you never not really you know a lot of people have shitty families so maybe it is exact but it does it's that inconsistency of of relationships where sometimes mercedes totally understands where kurt is coming from and wants to help him and other times she's like i don't you're leave i, I don't care where are my tots and it yeah it's plot dependent relationships that are frustrating yeah i understand and i i think you're right Almost. It's almost like they're characters that are written by people and not acting like actual people behave. Almost like they're written as characters to act in a certain way whenever <laughs> they want it, as opposed to written like people and how people would act. Yeah. Um, so some other some other things that happened in in this in this episode outside. Oh of, God, we have to talk about Sam and Quinn because I don't want to talk about Sam and Quinn. It's so stupid, white, and boring. Oh, I forgot it that is. quickly. I was like, wait, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> 
like it's so boring and like i know that they were trying to have these different storylines with weddings and proposals right they have sue marrying herself and bert and carol and then sam who's like i'm also, gonna give you a promise why, ring why do we- why would they need to have Sam and Quinn? It's not like you needed to have like three marriage storylines. You have Sue marrying herself, which sidebar we've not discussed, but I think is both bonkers, but also totally in, in like, it's random and bonkers, but very her. And I love mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, why, why you didn't need to have Sam and Quinn? I think it was sort of, like, I, it kind of felt like a reminder that they were characters on the show. Like, Oh, by the way, these two people are still on the show and are supposed to be important to you. So reminder. And then <laughs> to reaffirm Sam's not gayness. Remember Wonder Bread and Lady Wonder Bread? We still yeah. them. <laughs> the Wonder Couple. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it was like a reminder that he's not gay and they're together-ish. Uh, reminder, not Kurt's boyfriend. Yeah, not Kurt's boyfriend. Uh, I did appreciate Quinn saying we've only known each other for like six weeks, even though she still takes a fucking ring. Like for a hot second, that a smart thing. And then a scene later, you're like, oh, you still, you still did it. You stupid. (laughs) You guys are 16. And and her reasoning, her reasoning bothered me too. It's like, because of how you, like, because of what you standing up to, to uh, Kurt's bullies. It's like that, that makes no sense a punch to the face so i love you now like okay that uh-huh. so i i just yeah because one of my notes is here is literally like me going um really sam how long have you known her and it's six just weeks. like yeah you guys known each other six weeks but like you want to get married six weeks oh, i feel God. like you have to know uh, at least 20 years to marry them at, at least. least you know right santana needs to deal with her shit oh yeah this is just getting tired like I get get Britney back and just just be the queen lesbian that you are. Yes. I get she's she's complicated, she's a bitch in the same way that she's a bitch, in the same way that like she's but at the same time I'm just like you need you are clear mm. I don't know. There's there's just a lot going on there with her that I think and I love her. But yeah. Get Britney back. Deal with deal with your shit. Yeah, it just feels very repetitive and underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, and then, and then finally, finally, uh, we've talked a bit about Sue, but I do want to talk about about Sue and and Carol Burnett. Oh, which that I one Carol. Was, like their song together was so good, so it was good. good. I actually replayed it. Aww. Yeah, you Carol. texted me earlier just to say that the song was so good, didn't you? Did. Well, I mean, they sound good. It's a good song in its own right. It fits the story. It fits the characters. It's not overly produced. Uh, so it's not. I saw. Really... I saw this song on the Broadway stage mm. years ago. Nice. This was yeah, was one of my favorite musicals, and I got very excited to see them sing it. Side side note into young math, <laughs> baby math, baby math. Now I'm down googling trying to figure out who did it, who did I see sing it. <laughs> Who, uh, who was who was what the cat was that? Wonderful Town, wasn't it? Wonderful Town, yeah. Yeah. I think Doris There Day. for time while I Google. Um, podcast, podcast, podcast. Talkie, talkie, talkie. Broadway, Broadway, Broadway. Dogs barking. Uh-huh. My dog has input. <laughs> Donna Murphy and Laura Benatti. 
Nice. I didn't realize it was her. Anyway, cool. Yeah. That's her brother in law once. Interesting. Um, Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I liked I so I, I liked the, their song. I liked Sue marrying herself. I felt it was very her, but also kind of a, a BAMP feminist sort of sort of thing. Um we can marry ourselves if we want to. We don't necessarily have to go through the ceremony. I would say don't because it's expensive. Yeah. But no, do you? You are allowed guess, to have a party and give yourself cake, though. Yes. A hundred percent. And as and we all should, frequently. Uh, I do think Carol Burnett, I don't want to say her cameo was wasted in the sense that it wasn't a good role. But, like, I think the role itself was great. I loved her playing Sue's mom. Yeah. She was good for what Sue's I mom. think. What I think was wasted is, I was like, this was really good. And I never get to see it again. Mm-hmm. She has the perfect kind of absurdist sense of humor to fit in with the lines the Glee writers actually do write. And it's mm-hmm. yeah. funny. Yeah, it definitely it's her. You know, she's still alive. Certainly she could have come back. Oh, you yeah, know, she could have. She got it. She won a, was it a Golden Globe this past year. She won the Carol Burnett Award. She, I was going to say she won her own award. She did. Yeah. That blows. All right. So overall, what were our thoughts on this episode? Uh, overall, I, I liked it. It did feel like there was a lot going on that they were trying to make thematic with the weddings and family dynamics. So we had a couple different versions of bullying and expectations and things like that. And then the different melding of relationships with Sam and Quinn and then Bert and Carol and Kurt and Finn and Bert and Finn and Carol and Kurt. Like, I, I got what they were attempting to do. It just it just felt a little overstuffed, right? Like, I would have liked to have seen maybe the Karofsky stuff pulled into a different episode mm-hmm. and maybe expanded more with the bullying. And maybe maybe I just wanted, like, a fun episode for, like, just a fun wedding episode. Or maybe have it extend yeah. over two. Like, have... Not that not like a two part episode, but basically kind of a two part where the wedding preparation and Kurt and Finn working their shit out and Carol or um well Carol, Carol Burnett being there over two episodes as Sue and her mom work shit out just over a longer time. It just felt like a lot of big things happened very quickly. Yeah, this this episode definitely has a lot of plot. And a lot that happens that easily could have been pulled out further. I agree. That's just what kind of my criticism is like, I just wanted a little more in depth and a little more time spent with what are some really like important, heavy things. Okay. And I also things. feel like with, with Karofsky, you know, being suspended and then coming back so quickly, yeah. I didn't feel yeah. like you had the full impact of him coming yeah. back. Right. You didn't get to see her been, play at the school without him. Yeah, and they were like, oh, to see how th- does is his life like severely better by being by just Karofsky being gone. So literally, you know, he's able to be like, oh my god, with him coming back, it is just, you know, I can't handle it, um, and it just kind of ratcheting everything because he was able to actually relax. So if you'd pulled it out to being, you know the beginning of, you know, Karofsky, you know, 
uh, bullying Kurt being suspended and the engagement in an episode. And then you maybe have another episode and then you have the wedding and, and him coming back or, you know, Crosby coming back or even just pulling him out to wedding in the middle and then him coming back in a, a third episode, you'd be able to have like a, a longer arc and it feel a little bit more yeah. substantial. Also, how Kurt was able to, like, put a wedding together that quickly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that too. Hey, man, he's got superpowers. Apparently. Listen, the Glee Club can, like, plan an entire regionals in 30 minutes backstage before the show. Like, he can whip a wedding together. It's fine. That's true. Is also, this? they have some kind of, like, magical hookup with costuming so that they worry about the price for things like a bus, but not mm-hmm. an entire ensemble of matching outfits. Like yes. custom fitted. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it's not. not like he went to David's bridal and got six dresses from the exact same rack. Like those were all different dresses in the same color, but in different cuts for each. Like, come on, man. It's all Tina. Maybe he just made them. I don't know. I, I just assume that's what it is. Like he and Tina just made them. Yeah. I mean, you know, Fix says it so. Therefore, it's maybe, true. Maybe it happens. Mandy, what were your what were your thoughts? I don't know. I, I thought this episode was not boring, which is really nice. It it felt <laughs> like enough things were... Okay, I take it back. The Sam and Quinn was very boring. But besides that, I appreciate that there was enough going on in the episode that I had opinions about. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, well, whatever. Yeah, but some, sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. the characters are neither being like very good nor bad in an interesting way, which is... I just want to say it's bad writing. Like, yeah. I should feel something when I'm watching the characters. True. But yeah, even True though that. I didn't, I don't like Finn. I had a lot of negative opinions about Finn in this episode, but um, it still made me think, and I like that. At least it was interesting. Yeah. And I love Carol Burnett. Like, she would have saved the episode no matter how bad it was, I think. So, and uh, I will watch what, that song again later. I guess I guess that, that that's pretty clear then, what your favorite, favorite song was. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely theirs. I, uh, I think I agree with you on that. I do really like the marry you number because I think it's just cute oh, yeah. and fun. But fun. yeah, I think best song would be Ohio. Um, interestingly, uh, the Bruno Mars uh, marry you song hit 85 on the Billboard charts, but the Glee version when it was uh, released hit 32. <laughs> I see that. I get that. Uh, I wonder hey, how man. frustrating it must have been for like uh, for performers to have songs that they just released and have like the Glee version <laughs> beat theirs. I wonder, well, so they had, they were probably paid for it, right? Like I haven't seen their royalty contracts, but like they were probably paid for it. So. Oh, I'm sure they were. However but high. Still... Yeah. Like, oh, your chart, your, your version's better than my original. Look at you, well, Katy but... Perry. Not to, exactly, not to get too into to musician recording contract deals, but I, I don't, they may have been paid for it, but I don't know if the recording artist would have actually got any of that money. That's true. Bruno Mars very well could not have been paid for that song. And I could still see him being frustrated that his song, you know, did better with a, by, by this yeah, weird although, television show. Yeah, but doesn't you know, if if the Glee version comes out, wouldn't that often raise the profile of the original? I remember that happening a couple times where they would do... I do think, that, I do think it does. Like, Journey. But, 
but mm-hmm. but see for something like that I think it makes sense where and I do think Journey would have been like that's great because this song is like what mm-hmm. 30 40 years old and it's brought it back around and back into public conscious in a way that like you can't escape it now mm-hmm. um as opposed to Marry You which I don't have I don't have when Bruno Mars's was released versus when Glee released theirs but it would not have been very long they would have they would have done the song because of because they just recently come out. Yeah. So I I just wonder if there's like a difference of opinion there going like it didn't it hadn't left public conscience, but you redid it and I didn't get paid, but you did better. Cool. Thanks. It oh, there's a whole conversation there. That was ten eleven? When was it actually released? It was released August twenty second, two thousand and eleven. Really? Because this episode is in 2010. Well, it was uh, written 2010, but the official release, which never lines up. Like, it's always a year later. Let's see. Mm. Yeah, because the album came out in 2010. Gotcha, gotcha. So the song was out. It just mm-hmm. wasn't, like, singled. Got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. in some ways, it may have been like, oh, okay, we're we're over the song. No, because they probably were like, yes, get that back up in the zeitgeist. Well, do we uh, do we have a favorite line? Uh, yes. Wait, I wrote it down. It is when uh, <laughs> Sue is talking to her mom, and she says, "You're welcome to sing the sound of silence in your hotel room right now." That's a good I one. love like, that. Line. That is beautiful. You can yeah. sing the sound of silence. I had my favorite line as Sue um, asking Kurt which nickname he wanted. Mm-hmm. Because I like that. Same. That's very good. Tickle me, dough face. Mm-hmm. That's what I had it, Bam. Um, and then, uh, so we're going to start this with the uh, the uh, uh, how many Kevins did this uh, did this episode get? Mm. Not like, many Kevins. Like one for having streamers at the wedding. I mean, he did also get knocked over by Mike. Oh. So one. <laughs> one point two five for stunt work. Yeah, yeah. He did. I would say he did try to uh, confront. Kurt's bullies and then yes. get knocked over but he did attempt to like be helpful so I feel like he should get like the 0.25 for that okay got it legit um and then uh on a scale of one to ten blame oh yeah our claim decks uh like a uh two like a, another one and a half for still being up in the locker yeah, yeah. I, I can also bump it up that half point just for the the setup factor True. So two total, one point five for being a locker and point five for the setup. Yeah, and I, I I do think uh, I do think there was probably a lot of texting and Blaine encouraging Kurt to go to Dalton mm-hmm. that we just didn't see. So uh, yeah, I'm down with that, and also um, would like to see those texts. Would yeah. like to see in fic, please. Mm-hmm. Please send you me. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen enough clean texts in fic. Yeah, I'm happy to see more. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying no, no, I don't want any more. So by all means, please send me more. I'll take all of them. All right. Well then, uh, anything else that we may, we may have missed with this, with this lovely furtisode? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Furtisode. All right. Well then, uh, with that, uh, that's what you've missed on Glee.
Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And we know that it can get a little weird when things just don't work together. That's why Farmers lets you bundle your home and auto insurance together. And doesn't that sound nice? Bundle with Farmers today and you could save an average of 20%, too. Talk about music to your ears. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.